0: If Steph Curry can straight-up beat you with as many decisions as he takes shots, I don't care who you are, you're in a lot of trouble. I think the Lakers might be in a lot of trouble. Welcome to a Friday edition, a Victory Friday formation for the Golden State Warriors here on the Damon Bruce Show over on Damon Bruce Plus where all the cool kids are hanging out these days, certainly around Bay Area sports. I know that for sure. Quite a little community we built already in the chat. People coming to hang out with each other before the show even starts. It's amazing. I would have never imagined that would happen. You're all awesome. Seriously, thank you so very much. Feeling a little bit better today. Not great. Feeling a little bit better. Not great, but a little bit better. That's all I can ask for. Incremental improvement here and there. Uh, Just a massive pendulum swing. A massive pendulum swing from Game 1 to Game 2. The Warriors, they outshot the Lakers, out-rebounded the Lakers by 15, out-assisted the Lakers, had a 10-point advantage in the fast-break category even though the Lakers had 9 steals and saw the Warriors commit 16 turnovers. Whole lot of shots falling from downtown. Sure make the Warriors look like a hard team to beat. And they played the right amount of defense when they needed to, in the right places when they needed to. I don't know if Anthony Davis has a detachable turtle shell, but he put it on last night and we couldn't find his head, his arms, his legs. They all went inside the shell and the Warriors basically spun them like a top. Wow. What a win last night. And I got to tell you, before we get into any business here, before we start talking about all the things that are going on in this series and in this game, there's one observation that I went to bed with in my in my head last night. And I honestly, I've not thought of this. I have not even, it, it's not even entered my mind as a possible topic. It's not something that I've thought about once. Not something that I thought about once the entire year for the first time. In the 2022-23 regular season, in the 2023 postseason, for the first time, I saw a champion. For the first time, I saw a team that could win a championship. Uh, For the first time, the Warriors looked like the Golden State Warriors. That when they play like that, they usually win championships. That's the first time all goddamn year where I really thought, you know what? These sons of bitches could actually win another NBA title. I didn't think that at any point in time in the Sacramento series. I didn't think that once, not for a millisecond in the regular season. Now, I think I, I, I saw it. I think I see it. I think I see it. It's not going to be easy. There's an awfully long road to hole still. is Road to hoe, not hole, um, in, in this series. It ain't over. Not even close. But Warriors in six now feels a lot better than it did after the end of game one. That's for sure. Uh, We have some interesting things to hop into, but first we want to thank my man Ike right here. This guy, unbelievable sandwiches, unbelievable business, unbelievable person, who's the type of person you want to root for. I think that's an awful lot of, like, I I hope that's how you feel about me. You want to root for me? The minute that I met this guy, I wanted to root for him. And then, you know, you eat the sandwich and you're like, oh, I can root for this. Anything you might want, any appetite you might have, this guy can satisfy it with a sandwich that is perfect for you. He's got it on his menu. You haven't even seen it yet. When you go into any of the Ike stores, he's got too many sandwiches to put up on the menu. He's got enough sandwiches to fill up a, a a phone book. Go ahead, check out his entirety on his app. Download it. Look at the sandwiches. I actually ordered sandwiches to the house yesterday on the Ike's app. Couldn't be easier. Fantastic interface. Check it out, Ike's Sandwiches. Proud sponsor here of the Damon Bruce Show, and we are so thrilled to have Ike aboard. And let me just tell you, it's Kentucky Derby weekend, which means you're going to need a bottle of whiskey get yourself a great bottle of whiskey blackened whiskey it is fantastic sippable drinkable cocktail makeable anything you want you want it neat you want it on the rocks you want it in a mint julep how do you want your whiskey you want it blackened trust me try it it's fantastic i've been drinking it some might even say a bit too much We got loopy last Friday on the show. I would have pulled the bottle down this Friday if it weren't for the whole head cold thing that I'm going through right now. So thanks so much to my sponsors. Let's dive right in to what happened last night. Jamichael Green. Hardly knew you. Hands down, his single best game since signing a Warriors contract. Jamichael Green was an afterthought when the season began. He was an afterthought when he was out there. He was such an afterthought that when he wasn't out there, you forgot he was on the team. Jamichael Green went from, hey, that's a good signing to eh, he doesn't look that good, to eh, Steve Kerr's hardly playing him to eh, kind of forgot about him. Jamichael Green gets the start for an under-the-weather Kavon Looney and he responds. With an assist on the game's first bucket, he scores the Warriors' second bucket, and Jermichael Green played the first six minutes, then Draymond came in, and it was Draymond or Looney, basically, with that small ball look almost the rest of the way, only 13 minutes for Jamichael Green, but in the start, he gave the Lakers a little something else to think about, and when he came back out there to start the third quarter as well, because Steve started the third with the same uh, unit that started the game, you saw you saw that he just opens up a dimension of the Warriors' offense that, look, no, no one's holding it against Kevon Looney. that He doesn't shoot corner threes or any threes. You don't want him to. jamichael has got that. He didn't show it to the Warriors' fans or opponents very often in the regular season, that's for sure. But he showed it to the Lakers a couple times last night, and that was just impressive as hell in a small amount of time. He really affected that game. Uh, great decision by Steve Kerr. And I don't even know if Kerr makes that decision if Kevon Looney weren't a tad under the weather. Um, Kevon Flooney, I won't do that again. First quarter. First quarter didn't have Warriors fans running to Twitter with an awful lot of optimism. And that's because, you know, LeBron James came out and he looked like a force in nature early. from the floor the Lakers were shooting at the end of one. They knocked down five threes. LeBron had 14. Uh, The only real good sign for the Warriors was that Dante DiVincenzo was getting more aggressive offensively. You could see him actually looking to score, not just out there looking to facilitate. So there's your good sign. But the Warriors were down seven after that first quarter. Didn't look spectacular. Second quarter, Anthony Davis had played his opening 12 minutes. He always plays that first quarter. Then he sits and... The Warriors started to wake up. Anthony Davis didn't go out there and exactly affect that game greatly in the first quarter. So second quarter is underway. You get a Dante DiVincenzo three early. Again, very good to see him waking up. Curry gets a steal, makes that nice drop-off pass to Klay Thompson. Boom, it's a timeout for the Lakers right away because the Warriors opened that second quarter on a 10-2 to scoring run a run that was ended with a LeBron up, up, and away, fade away, banked off the glass three with the clock expiring. And, you know, you can't help but think, holy shit, if LeBron's doing that, it could be a long game. LeBron had that, like, it's going to be a long game kind of look in his eye early. It wouldn't last long, though because you know he he look he had 19 points in 14 minutes he opened up 8 of 11 from the floor so it looked like superman was stepping out of the phone booth but the warriors packed him back in there before he started getting outside and let the wind pick up his cape and really start flying around the gym uh clay knocks down his third three of the night warriors go up 7 after being down 7 in the first now you're seeing Rui Hachimura who had a better game than I think anyone thought. By the way, everything that Jeff Van Gundy said just happened, didn't. And everything he said couldn't happen, did. And all the stuff he says was about to happen, didn't. I mean, Jeff Van Gundy had a terrible game last night. He was terrible on that broadcast last night. Everything He was wrong about everything. He was wrong about that being a foul, that not really being a foul, that being a good whistle, that being a good whistle, that being a bad choice, good choice, bad choice. He was wrong about everything. There's a reason why he's, I guess, not coaching. Um. He said, "Rui Hachimura, you don't need to worry about that guy. Just let him alone. He can't hit a three, and he has one of the best nights of his entire life from the free throw from from the, the from the the three point line. I mean, Hachimura was he looked like a Splash Brother almost last night. But Clay, who is indeed right there, it's on his birth certificate. He is a Splash Brother. Uh 19 points in the first half." That put the Warriors now up 13. How about that? Five threes from Clay in the first half. LeBron, he led the way with L.A. He had 21 at halftime. But the Warriors, they outscored L.A. 41-23 in the second quarter. They take an 11-point lead into the locker room. And Anthony Davis is looking really comfortable in his turtle shell. He's got four points and five rebounds. Again, we saw how good, how big, how dominant he can be. To not be that night after night after night is why, you know, there are so many questions about that guy. There are some nights where he is built like Tarzan, or the, the word is Tarzan. The name is Tarzan. Built like Tarzan, and he's the king of the jungle. There are other nights where he's built like Tarzan and plays like Jane. You know, and and it's just, he was not good. He was not good last night, and he looked just a little disinterested. Just all the bad Anthony Davis things that Warriors fans absolutely want to see, you started seeing them last night. And all I can tell you, and I even wrote this down here, Warriors sure look like a much better team when the Lakers aren't shooting a 1,000 free throws, don't you think? Just a little. And I'm not even saying that they were gifted those free throws or the fix was in or Ed Malloy, or anything. Like, I'm not ripping the amount of free throws that they took. I'm only making the observation of how much better the Warriors look without the Lakers shooting all those free throws. We go into that third quarter. You got Jamichael Green starting the second half. Clay right out of the rip, boom, he hits his 6-3 of the game. Curry has only taken four shots up to this point until, boom, his fifth shot is a three-point shot that falls. So now the Warriors are up 14. Jamichael Green, corner three, boom. Again, what a wrinkle he provided. Clay Thompson then hits his 7-3. The Warriors are now up 18, 18 points. Timeout, L.A., you can see the worry on on darvin ham's face you can see the worry start to trickle right over that lakers bench you could see it at this point in time the jermichael green party is officially underway the guy who did nothing all year finishes with 15 points on 6 of 10 shooting and one rebound two assists never been much of a big guy for a big guy but he can shoot it a little and last night he did the one thing in that game that could have gone sideways, could have gone a little funny, is when Dennis Schroeder used DeMond, uh, Draymond Green's leg like Gene Kelly uses the the street sign and singing in the rain, where he just starts uh, you know, holding on to it and he whips himself around it. That was an unnatural act. You can't grab a guy's leg running around him. Uh, it was decided it was a common foul. I thought it could have absolutely been a technical free throws, flagrant, a um, uh, uh, called on Schroeder. Draymond Green he he dapped up Schroeder a little bit. He said, "You know, I know you weren't trying to do anything funny. I'm not regarding this as a dirty play, but you know, when you're going around a guy, you shouldn't use his knee to put your hand on to kind of swing yourself around them with your momentum. Like that, that that doesn't usually happen. That was a weird look." Um it looked like Draymond, you know, someone's like, well, when you set a moving screen, that's what happens. Well, when you pull a guy's leg from out from under him, kind of, how th- that's what's moving about that screen. I-, I don't know if Draymond's leg is moving there unless Schroeder's pulling on it. But in the absolute definition of the cliche, no harm, no foul, in this case, no harm, common foul. Um, but that could have been one of those, oh man, moments. It wasn't. Sometimes it's the things that don't happen along the way to the journey that get you there. Um, so now Clay hits his 8-3. We got, we got buckets, 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 buckets everywhere, just buckets, buckets, raining buckets. I hope you brought an umbrella inside of Chase Center last night. Uh, Curry, he's hitting threes, falling out of bounds. That should have been a four-point play, but, of course, Curry can't buy a foul. So uh, the route, though, doesn't even matter. It's, it's officially on. LeBron gets a tech for arguing what he thought was a foul on him when Andrew Wiggins challenged him. He got a dude. He high-fived you. That's part of the, the – your hand is part of the ball, LeBron. That wasn't a foul. LeBron's complaining now. It's dober down Laker Nation, Dober down actual L.A. Lakers, and the Warriors have 110 points at the end of the third quarter. Good night, Irene. That's it. This was like some old-school Warriors basketball. It really was. Remember when the Warriors used to play just three quarters of an NBA game? That's all they needed? Remember those days? Those days are far gone. Those days days were incredible. Those days started before Kevin Durant showed up. They certainly grew when Kevin Durant did show up. But, my God, I remember when, you know, how come Steph doesn't play uh, fourth quarters? Because he doesn't have to. The Lakers basically decide to white flag that game right there and then. And that was the right choice to make. And the only real question remaining in that fourth quarter would be, is Kaminga going to get on the floor? That's it. The only reason for anyone to stick around and watch that fourth quarter was just a Jonathan Kaminga curiosity. That's it. I wanted to see if he got out there, how he actually looked, how he moved. And you know what? Looks like Jonathan Kaminga. I think there might be some room for him in actual minutes that could matter because he's an athlete. Um, But I guess it's a lot freer and easier to play when you're up 30 uh, than when it's actual crunch time. Um, The Warriors followed up a 41-point second quarter with a 43-point third quarter. They were awesome last night. For the first time, I'm telling you, I think I see a champion. I'm not making any bold predictions. I don't think this team has earned any bold predictions yet. But the whole, you know, hey, Steve Kerr knows his way to the NBA Finals when he's got a a team that, uh, you know, is just out there. I was was about to put a condition on that, but there really is no condition on that. If Steve Kerr has got a team in the playoffs, it goes to the NBA Finals. That's how it goes. I, I I don't make the rules. I didn't make that up. That's just how it goes. So, wow. What a game for the Golden State Warriors. Anthony Davis saw Steph Curry eat him up in the pick and roll, not with a shot, but with a pass. Basically, you got Steph Curry hunting, hunting Anthony Davis in the pick and roll roll finds him. He's double teamed. He kicks it to Draymond. And now essentially Draymond Green is running a four on three fast break in the half court offense. I like the Warriors chances to win that possession more often than not. Two guys following Curry out to the perimeter. He sucked them out there. One of them's Anthony Davis. Draymond, now you got a four on three break. You figure it out. And Draymond figured it out last night. The least discussed near triple-double of Draymond's career. Draymond was awesome last night. Warriors got that mojo back, man. You could see it. You could feel it. You could hear it. You could taste it. The building was going nuts. It was a whole pendulum swing of a game. It really was. So through two games, through two games, here's how I see it. Here's how I really see this. Game one, okay? Game one, you got the Lakers playing a nearly perfect game. The Warriors were okay in game one. They weren't great. They weren't terrible. They were okay. But the Lakers play a nearly perfect game with Anthony Davis doing a Godzilla impression. LeBron James was a force in nature. And even though all that was happening, you still had Jordan Poole shooting to tie that game up with 15 seconds left. Game two, the Warriors look like themselves, and I don't mean themselves from this year, but themselves, their true selves, the team that you remember, that is a, you know, a couple of years did the, the team that didn't even really show up this year, showed up last night. Through two games. If the Lakers, here's how I see it pretty much from here on out. If the Lakers don't get some sort of uncontrollable advantage, like, say, a 20 free throw advantage, these games could be over by the third quarter. That's how much better the Warriors are than the Lakers. We know who the Lakers stars are. We know that that star power translates to victory frequently. But when the Warriors are hitting shots, it's they're just an, an almost impossible team to keep up with, especially at home. Even with Jordan Poole playing his constantly shitty brand of greasy, jack-in-the-box taco defense. In summation, through two games, Ed Malloy has been a pivotal factor in Lakers wins as any Los Angeles Laker. And there's obviously never going to be an official coming to help a Golden State Warrior. And the Warriors don't need help. They're good. They were good last night, and if they keep that up, like I'm telling you, I, for the first time, the words might be champions actually flashed in front of my eyes. Game two was probably a little bit closer than it should be because Rui Hachimura is not going to keep playing like that. But on the other hand, Anthony Davis isn't going to keep playing like that either. Final note. Final note on game two of this Western Conference second-round series. It felt like Steph Curry sort of figured out Jared Vanderbilt a little, didn't it? Either that or the Warriors figured out a better way to wipe him out in traffic. But really, it wasn't Steph off the ball looking to relocate. It was Steph with the ball seeing Vanderbilt, Davis wiped out in pick and roll play. And then Draymond, you you go make that last decision. Or Clay, you knock down another shot tonight because you are just a pot of boiling water level hot. Great game for Clay. Do you know how good that game feels for Clay Thompson? Do you know how excited Clay Thompson is to have that game? I mean, he's Mr. Too Cool for School afterwards. He always keeps it calm, and that's why we love him. Inside, he had to be doing handsprings. To play like that against the Lakers, that's what he's lived for. That was awesome. That was awesome. So, all things good. But let's be completely honest. The Lakers had one mission, and that mission was accomplished. Split in chase center. They got that split. The Lakers now have, or excuse me, the Warriors have one mission down in Lakerland. Split down there. That's it. One of these next two games. Don't come back down 3 1. That would be stupid especially when you look like the better team. Now, go shoot well in a gym you historically haven't shot very well in. Take care of your business. Wiggins, keep playing exactly like you're playing. You're playing fantastic, Andrew Wiggins. Fantastic basketball right now. Keep it up. Keep it up. I got to get my elbows elbows off the table, just like Mom said. I'm making the table shake. Look, Warriors shoot like that against anybody. Nobody can hang against them. Nobody. Nobody, you put you put Steph and Clay on the Washington Generals. They are kicking the Harlem Globetrotters' ass that night. Okay, that's that that that's how unstoppable the two of them are when they are cooking together and feeling each other, and they they don't even need to look for each other to find each other in space. Brotherhood. Fun game, fun game last night. Look, we're gonna get into the chat. We are going to uh, have some club blues for you to wrap up this Friday. But I want to let you know that uh, basically the 76ers, they got w- they, they a must-win at home tonight, right? They do. 76ers need this one. They bring the the probably too early from his injury back Joel Embiid and lay an egg in Boston in game two after winning without Embiid and winning in Boston in game one. If uh if they if uh, red alert Sixers tonight at home or the Celtics could win that series. Um game two or excuse me uh the game three Saturday ABC five thirty be there and when that game ends, I'm going to be right here on Damon Bruce Plus with a little post-game wrap-up for you. And because Jillian's actually out of town. By the way, your boy's working all by himself today down here, right? A little pat on my head. Uh, the IT department. The woman who built this thing is not here right now. She's on a business trip, which means I'm on double dad duty. I'll have Ozzy down by postgame. We might have Jack right here watching that new Young Jedi series on Star Wars. He, 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 uh, Disney plus he can't, he can't look up. He loves it. Young Jedi, younger Jedi, younger. I don't know. It's the kid likes it. I want to talk a little bit of baseball. Not much, just a little here. San Francisco Giants, they start a six-game homestand tonight against the Brewers. They're off to a really good start this season, and if not for that great start that the Pirates got off to, that's probably your first-place team in the NL Central. Pirates are coming down to earth a little bit. They've lost four straight. Um, This is a very good second-place Milwaukee team. That but for an inexplicable Pirates run would be a first-place team. Uh, The Giants, they've won two in a row, six of their last ten. They're home. Let's see how they look. Step up in competition in Houston did not crumble them. I think the trip to Mexico didn't help them uh, when they uh, took on the Padres down there, and I thought that that could have a lingering effect in Houston. It did not. They took two or three against the Astros. That's pretty good, and uh, and now they're back home. Get to sleep in their own beds for the first time in a while for a, a week, and that'll do them good. They've been traveling quite a bit. The Dodgers, by the way, are officially starting to uh, to roll. They're starting to fire on all cylinders. They've won six of... uh, I think they've won eight of ten. Six in a row overall. So they're on top of the National League West, Arizona. I hope you enjoyed your run. The Oakland A's officially get to punch in their own weight class for a weekend in Kansas City. Hopefully they enjoy the barbecue because there's not a lot of baseball to enjoy right now in Kansas City as there isn't much baseball to enjoy in Oakland either. And tonight... Uh, this afternoon I guess I should say our time anyways it is going to be 6 and 26 against 8 and 24. that's just terrible 6 and 26 against 8 and 24. has there ever been a series between two teams with combined 14 and 50 records in the first week of May that's pathetic that is, that's just pathetic. That's a series that not even their mothers could love. I do have, though, the biggest story in Major League Baseball, certainly to me. One of my dearest friends in the world is getting his big league call-up today in St. Louis. If you've been listening to me, you know the name Tom Ackerman. He's been a guest on my show, and he's been a friend in my life since college. I love Tommy. Tommy is the brother I never had. And Tommy, not only did we do college radio together, not only, look at it this way, Tom could have been a doctor, I could have been a lawyer, we would have been very good friends anyways, but the fact that we traveled similar career paths even bonded us more. Um he is a megastar in St. Louis. He is the voice of KMOX in the mornings in St. Louis. Which is, I mean, there's, there's nothing really comparable to that here. In the I, I would say the closest thing would be like Ron Owens when Ron Owens and KGO were synonymous with each other. His name is as big on that on that stick as as anyone's. And Tom is really the voice of St. Louis. He's been doing, um, you know, spring training games for the Cardinals. He's been doing. Um, You know, a couple minor league assignments every now and then. I mean, he's been doing play-by-play for the Missouri Valley, and uh, I think he does uh, women's Billikens games. He's been a play-by-play guy on TV for many, many years. But on radio, what he has never done is a regular season St. Louis Cardinals game until tonight. My best friend in the world is calling a Major League Baseball game tonight and tomorrow and on sunday i am so excited i'm so happy for him it's 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 really it's it's the equivalent of your friend reaching the big leagues it's the exact equivalent of our friends reaching the big leagues old story tom was doing pre and post game for the they used to be the st louis rams kids um he was doing pre and post game for the st louis rams i was doing pre and post game for the san francisco 49ers He's out here on a road trip. The two of us are walking into Candlestick together, and I just said, Tom, stop. Stop for a minute. Do you realize that there are but 32 NFL teams? I'm doing pre- and post-game for one of them. You're doing pre- pre and post-game for the other one of them. There was a better mathematical chance that the two of us would have met in the Senate when there were only a hundred senators, we had a one in a hundred shot to meet as senators, or well two out of a hundred, I guess to meet as Senators. There was a two out of thirty two shot to meet what here today walking in the candlestick together i just I love that guy so much i'm so proud of him. i can't even tell you what a good human being he is, what a good person he is, what a beautiful husband and father and friend and son he has been his entire life tommy i i love you i love you so much i'm so proud of you um i'm 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 just I'm, I'm over the moon that my buddy gets to do that i could almost cry i really could can't explain what he means to me just an unbelievable person so congrats to him Before we take you into Club Plus, before we get into your chats, I haven't even looked at one of them yet. I haven't opened it yet. I didn't want to distract myself today. I wanted to be in the zone. It is the Kentucky Derby. In case you know, uh, in case you didn't know, the first Saturday in May is the Kentucky Derby. It's called a calendar custom. Something that happens every single day, that day, no matter what it is. That is a calendar custom. So th- that doesn't mean December 25th. That is a holiday, a reserve day, but a calendar custom. Every first Saturday in May is the Kentucky Derby, the same way that every, what, third Thursday in November is Thanksgiving. Um, I'm going to go ahead and uh, help you make a little money. Uh, here's your trifecta. I like Trap It Trice going off at 5-1, to one. Forte 9-2, to two, your favorite, Angel of Empire 6-1. to one. There's a lot of running in the money there. That's why I'm telling you, you want to try, uh, put it in a trifecta. You can box that bad boy if you want. Just keep it all open for you. But I like Trap It Trice, Forte, Angel of Empire in that order. And you see, you can sound like you know what you talk about uh, in gambling, if you don't admit, I have no idea what I'm even talking about. I have no idea what I'm talking about. But I wrote that down, and I'm sticking to it. I like it. Damon, how long you been handicapping horses? Eh, about six minutes before today's show started. Just kind of looked over some things. Not really into lineage and siring and all that stuff. No, nah, I'm just, you know, kind of like that. Kind of like that jockey. Kind of like that name. Put them together. There you go. Giants fans, if you want to be a brand better, I got a brand for you, Giants fans. Go ahead and put your money on Ray's Kane. little tribute to Matt Kane. Going off at 32 to 1. That hits. You can buy your baby a new pair of shoes. Did you see the saddest story in sports and in broadcasting all at the same time? If the best story in sports and broadcasting is my buddy Tom Ackerman getting a shot to do a big league game in the regular season in St. Louis this weekend. He's got a series. He's got multiple series coming up, but this is his first. Um, Did you see that Howard Stern is upset that he's not getting recognized and dap up when he's sitting courtside at Knicks games? I don't think I've ever heard anything more pathetic than that. And I'm a huge Howard Stern guy. I, I, I respect the hell out of him. He's a big reason why I wanted to get into broadcasting when I was a kid. It's Howard Stern. If you didn't listen to Howard Stern back in his heyday, back when he was walking that tightrope of not getting fired, see, what always took away Howard Stern's mystique is when he went to XM and then he could say whatever he wanted to say. The fact that Howard got away with what he got away with on the actual radio was part of the Magic Act. So to me, the Magic Act sort of lost a little bit of its appeal when he could just go ahead and say whatever he wanted and have you know girls jumping around with their tits out, sitting on the, you know, the orgasm machines. And it it just, it, it, it just changed everything. But for Howard Stern to say that he hopes racism is playing a part of it, that he hopes that maybe there's a little racism and that would make him feel better about his celebrity, here's the deal, Howard. You're 70 years old almost at this point, right? And to be honest with you, Howard, the kids in the NBA are just like the kids today. The kids today ain't listening to the radio. Radio's an old man's game. It's why I'm thrilled to be here on YouTube. It's why I'm thrilled to be podcasting right now. If I ever go back into radio, I'll be I'll be happy to do that. But you know what? I won't be expecting a whole bunch of fucking kids to show up and celebrate it. Howard Stern wondering why he's not recognized. He's like, "Yeah, I'm sitting there with uh, you know, Tracy Morgan, and these players come over and dap him up, but they they just look right past me like I'm not in there. They don't know who you are, dude." Number one, you're on the radio, so they don't really see you. Number two, what whatever TV show you were on, America's Got Talent, The Voice, whatever that shit was, NBA players aren't watching that either. The man's a, almost a billionaire. How lame is it? Oh, I'm upset that I'm not getting recognized by NBA players. These are 23-year-old, 25-year-old kids. They don't know anybody from the radio. They don't listen to the radio. Good God. How sad is that? I'll tell you what was dope last night was my amp show set list. We we paid tribute to Green. Jermichael Green, Draymond Green. Jermichael Green was such a wrinkle, I put a wrinkle into my set list through the one that I prepared all day long right out the window as soon as Jermichael Green was in there and we was playing well. As always, I start off my set list with uh, uh, How to Kill a Radio Consultant by Public Enemy. Uh, Ended always with a tweezer reprise from Madison Square Garden uh, as long as the Knicks are alive. 12, 30, 17 from Fish. But my uh, set list, which I didn't tell anyone about until it was over. And, you know, I played guess the theme, guess the theme. Didn't really take a detective. Uh, green Eggs and Swine by Third Base. Seeing Green, Nicki Minaj, Lil Wayne and Drake. Blow the Whistle by Too Short, which you're like, how does that fit the set list? Well, you can't spell Too Short correctly without using a dollar sign for the S. And Dollars Are Green. Look it up. It's true. <laughs> 20-year-old kids, you're like, what's a dollar? Yeah, I know you're Venmoing and paypal Paypalling everything. Excuse me. Little burp. Little Green Bag by George Baker. Green Onions by Booker T and the MGs. Tired of Being Alone by Al Green. Green River by Credence Clearwater Revival. Muck by Dinosaur Jr. off the album Green Mind. When I Come Around by Green Day and Susie Greenberg by Fish. January 2nd, 2016. For those of you who are looking for a good Susie Greenberg later on today, you can find one right there. Are you ready to get into the club? I hope you are, because we're about to start Club Plus right here and now. Um, I just want to wrap up with this. If there was going to be a Game 1 of the Western Conference Finals for the Golden State Warriors. They had to win Game 2 last night, and they did. As I often tell you, when the chips are down, sports don't build character, they reveal it. And like that, he's gone. Eh, 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 Get some whiskey for your derby party. Make it blackened. Oh, did I knock the sign out? Oh, there we go. Uh, Hi, Metallica, this is Damon. I broke your sign. Would you please send me another one? (laughs) I, I don't want to make that call that quick. We begin stepping into Club Blues tonight. I can't stand either of the Van Gundys. I like Stan Van Gundy, but Jeff last night, he had a shit game. He was terrible. He was terrible. By the way, Otis Bird the Third. Always great to see you, brother. This is where you miss Fitz and Kalena calling Warriors games. Sucks that the national networks take over after the first round. See, I like to hear a national broadcast too. I do. Why isn't it? What's going on? Oh, there we go. I think I. I think I did it. Um, look, I. I've always said the amount of Warriors fans who complain and say Bob Fitzgerald isn't good at his job. Go listen to other broadcasts from local broadcasters. You have no idea what you're talking about. Fitz is fantastic. Kalena's really good, too. And, yeah, you might miss that local broadcast. Maybe you'll appreciate it next time around. I'm not talking about you, Otis Bird. But the fans at large. Uh, Clay Dubs. Jeff Van Gundy can stick to hot dogs. Is he a hot dog guy? I don't know. Hot dog Bundy? Is there a hot dog? I don't know the Jeff Van Gundy hot dog story. Is it Jeff Van Gundy hot dog story that I don't know about? I don't. Again, I don't usually listen that hard to what anyone's saying, but I noticed how annoying he was last night. This is Laura. Laura says, Damon, do you think the Lakers phoned it in last night? I heard commentary that they already did what they wanted to do by winning game one and could take a loss for game two. Let me tell you, Laura, if that's the way they actually felt about it, they're the biggest group of losers that you're not going to have to worry about because they ain't winning this series. If that's really how they're – there's no way. There's no way. Um you know, a, a win is like a million dollars. As soon as you have one, you want another. You know, as soon as you make your first million, you want your second million. So, that's th- th- no, I I'm not, I'm I'm I don't no. I'm not they wanted to win last night. I'm sure of it. But they didn't. They didn't. Um What do we got? What do we got? What do we got over here? What do we got over here? This is a good question from Jeremy Burns. Does A-Day Day play better on more than one day rest here's the deal it doesn't matter if he does or doesn't because there's only one day of rest through the games in this series game three is tomorrow 5 30 down in LA and game four is Monday night so one game off is all you get all you get yeah I this is where Jojo thank you very much Jojo Vols He says, you know, if you want to rewatch that segment with a shrewder grab, and I did, I went back and rewatched it three or four times because I was like, what is Draymond over barking about now? Why is he complaining now? And then you saw it on the replay. And look, whether it was intentional or dirty, I'm not going to get into any amount of intent. I'm not. But that was an abnormal basketball act. And to me, that fits the definition of a flagrant foul, something that is abnormal, something that doesn't happen in the routine course of a basketball game. So that's what I thought made it abnormal and definitely qualified it, not for an ejection or anything like that, but I I thought it was going to be a flagrant foul. And then you got Van Gundy stumbling over his words trying to say it was fine. Yeah, that's when I was like, what is Jeff watching? How does Jeff coach these moments? Bryant says, Someone needs to explain to me how Vanderbilt is seriously not injured when Wiggins fell right into his knee and bent it sideways. It was Moody, I believe, that came down on his knee. But you're right. Brian, I thought he had torn an ACL, a meniscus for sure. Like the fact that he just and he he gave that I'm in pain look. Um the fact that he stayed in that game and was fine was was, was kind of amazing. I thought for sure he had torn, ripped, really sprained something. There's a lot to be said for the greatness of a world-class athlete's body. I mean, I know we talk awful lot about what they are or not doing, uh, what they, um, you know, load manage this, load manage that. But dude, that was that was really impressive. That was really impressive that that guy just bounced up from that. Seriously. Look, you want to hearken back to a little Leandro Barbosa, Rodfather? You go right ahead. We are championship. We gonna be championship. Uh, look, for the first time, they looked like a team that I would make an actual argument without sounding in my own mind crazy as has potential to win a championship. And I have not said that. You go back, you track the shows that I was doing at the other station, you go back through every single show I've done here. Um, I, I didn't say the Warriors look like champions, not for a day of this entire year until this show. Thank you so much, East Bay Ricardo, dropping a little uh, jingle jangle. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Classic Warriors, except Poole is once again back to his old unplayable norm. Look, it, 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 there is something wrong with that guy in the way that he plays, and there's no correct in it now. So the only solution to Jordan Poole is simply this. If he's at least making up for his defensive absence by knocking down shots, you can play him. The minute he's not knocking down shots, get him off the court. A short leash is the right leash for Jordan Poole right now. Short leash is the right leash. Never go full, Jeff. I've been waiting to say it all week. I'll keep saying it until it becomes a story. I fully believe the Warriors will win the end result. This will be LeBron's last playoff appearance in his career. I, I don't know. I mean, the Lakers were really good as they're built right now in the second half of the year. Well, it wasn't even the second half, the, the last third of the year. That's what you get after your trade deadline. The Lakers aren't a bad team. The Lakers aren't a bad team. They got their deficiencies. They need to get better. They got an offseason to do that. I'm telling you, I, I would never be comfortable betting against LeBron James. I just wouldn't be. Damon, how's my boy Ray Ratto? Where he at? Planet Serpo. So I'm sure Ray is in Alameda right now eating one of the saddest looking salami sandwiches you've ever seen. It's like piece of bread, but like a roll, like a hoagie roll. Hoagie roll, one layer of salami, one squirt of mustard, top hoagie roll. Like, the most no-frill sandwich of all time is the sandwich Ray prefers the most. Like, the opposite of a delicious psych sandwich is the kind of sandwich Ray's looking for. Um, <laughs> and I hope he's drunk. And I hope uh, we'll talk to him soon. That's all I'll say about that. I actually did talk to him. Well, we con- Ray and I connected homotextually. Uh, this week. We, we texted each other. We have not spoken since the day of the beheadings. But yes, we will be uh, doing something, I'm sure. Oh, thank you so very much, NorCal Viking. Damien. looking chipper today. Must be feeling much better. Feeling a little better. Feeling a little better. And I actually, you know what I did? I watched yesterday's show, a little bit of it anyways, put it on, and uh, I didn't like my energy. And I thought to myself, all right, so part of being in show business is going on with the show and not just trying to be, oh, I don't feel good today, but I'm here anyways. And so I said, today we're going to bring some energy and some gusto, but I can promise you when this thing's over, I'm going upstairs, I'm taking some DayQuil, and I'm going to take a nice little nap. But I'm glad you're feeling the energy, feeling it a little bit different, giving my energy to you. We're scrolling, we're looking, what else is going on? What else is going on? Oh, this is Bryant again saying, Hey, Damon, I'm disappointed in A's fans. Still showed up 13,000 for a Thursday matinee game. I thought we were boycotting the team all year. Dude, that had nothing to do with anything other than the Mandalorian Mark Kotze bobblehead. Notice, if you watched any of that game, at no point were there 13,000 fans. I guarantee you there are people who bought tickets to that game, showed up, Got the Mandalorian and walked right out. Like, went through the turnstile, picked up their bobblehead, and then went right back to the Bart station and gone home or went to the parking lot. Just got out of there. Just got out. uh let's see let's see what we got let's see scrolling looking scrolling anything catching my eye oh this is catching my eye thank you very much much robert smash that like button every single one of you if you're watching right now if you're still one of the 130 how about this there's 131 of you watching right now i can see that i can see it 131 of you looking at this right now. By the way, that should be 1,131 of you, but I forgive you. We will continue to grow. It'll happen. Due time. Uh, but 131 likes is what I want to see when I wrap up this show. Get it out there. Hit that algorithm. Make it happen. Make your boy happy. Uh, Fortinball coming on a little ahead of the Derby Day. Now, Brian, I know what Joe is good at. Handicapping horses. Just I don't. He's never said, hey, Damon, I'm really good at this. So no, no Baugh Friday this Friday, but I do believe next Friday might be a Gianna Franco Friday. Ooh. Howard Stern need a bababui. A bababui. Thank you, Joe. Yeah, I just I dude, that to me, that whole Howard Stern thing is just it's so sad. It's like I I want I want Howard Stern to die. Giving the same amount of fucks, zero that he gave in his career, and for him to say like, you know, I'm I'm famous. I like being recognized, and I'm uncomfortable when I'm not being recognized. It's just lame. Come on, man, you're Howard Stern. Believe me, a lot of the people can recognize. He's like the NBA refs come up to see me. How come it's not? Uh, how come it's not the players? Well, the NBA refs are all in their forties, which puts them in your age group. You know why I like Howard Stern? I'm in my 40s. It's got nothing to do with white or black. It has to do with kids don't listen to radio. That's that. That's that. I'll tell you, the last thing I saw Howard Stern uh, do that I really, really enjoyed, he did a long uh, sit-down interview with uh, Bruce Springsteen, which was pretty interesting. But again, you want to talk about things that kids don't care about? Howard Stern and Bruce Springsteen have to be chief among them. Coffee's good this morning. That's why I'm feeling good. Is Robin still there? Absolutely she is. She knows where her bread is buttered. She ain't leaving. But look. Well, someone serious, you know, Stern let the uh, never go full just Stern let the media revolution pass him by. Joe Rogan shows the number one show in the world and it's not on radio. Yeah, but look, uh the reason why Howard's not on podcast is because he is exclusive to Sirius XM radio and I believe they have paid him north of a billion dollars at this point to do that. He's got stock options galore. Like, Howard Stern has made the type of money in radio and media that no one will ever see ever again in radio and or media. He is in one of one, a category of one. Kind of like blackened whiskey, as I put it down during the uh, remainder of the plus here. But go ahead, seriously. Before the derby starts tomorrow, before you make post time, pick yourself up a bottle of blackened whiskey. It is outstanding. The Rodfather, you know it. Green Onions is a must. Booker T and the MGs, man, they were, that. You want to talk funk? Beautiful. Beautiful. It's, it's, it's funk, it's rhythm. They don't make music like that. No more. No more. Thank you, Otis Bird, for everything that you do. Little leader of our chat community, if there ever was one. That's my guy. Damon, haven't you attended the Kentucky Derby? I've been to one. Was hammered in the infield. It was a mess. It was awesome. If you said, Damon, we could go back to the Kentucky Derby, would you like to go to the infield or would you like to sit like next to Tom Brady and Giselle? Not that they're sitting next together anymore, but you know what I mean? Uh, you know, my wife, I'd bring her to the nice part. There's my heart that would be doing jello shots out of some fat chick's cleavage uh, in, uh, in the infield. And my wife would support that, by the way. The Kentucky Derby's an awful lot of fun. Those cousin fuckers know how to roll that weekend anyways. Yeah, and I went to Indiana. And I'm telling you, they're, they're all fucking their cousins. Okay, now I got the Jeff Van Gundy thing. He made a comment about his dad taking him to buy a hot dog as a kid. And his dad had some weird nickname for him. Oh, okay. Oh, hello, Chucky, Chuck Flanders. Let me tell you who Chuck Flanders is. Chuck Flanders is a really good guy. He is a fantastic guardsman. I've known Chuck for years, and when my second son was born, so my first son was born during the pandemic. People could not show up with tributes. Second son is born. Chuck finds out his name is Ozzy. He invites me, takes me out to lunch. We went to the House of uh, house King right there on Columbus, and Chuck gives me a bag, and he's like, this is for Ozzy." And I pull it out. It's an Ozzy Osborne onesie. My man, Chuck. Thank you, Chuck. Chuck has been a supporter of the show for years, and Chuck is one of the last diehard remaining Oakland A's fans you will ever meet in your life. Chuck knows more about the Oakland A's than John Fisher could ever pretend to if he was handed a media guide and told to just read out of it fuck john fisher uh let's see let's see let's see let's see the, the pride of martinez van gundy the pride of martinez N- yeah okay look i mean i it he was just terrible last night he was terrible last night oh dude so Never go full Jeff, making like his fourth appearance today. Um, I replied to one of Kolsky's tweets. I think he wants to come on the Ploose and drink up and talk Warrior sometime soon, hopefully. we I, I absolutely, I, I was texting uh, Kolsky at the Fish shows. I'm like, man, I got to get you on the plus, but I we, we need to do like a special 420 edition. Sure, we'll have some whiskey to sip, but if me and Kolsky are going to do something together, it's going to go in the air. I promise you that. Uncle Boy's dropping the jingle jangle. Thank you so much, Uncle Boy's. I really appreciate it. Damon, got you. Ike sandwiches, black and whiskey. I think it's time Draymond joined the squad. The Draymond Uncle Boy Burger. Is there a Draymond Uncle Boy Burger? Does Uncle Boy want to get, look at it this way. The official hamburger. I'll talk to you, Uncle Boy's. I will talk to you, Uncle. Here's the deal: the amount of people who have sent me an email saying, "Damon, I don't, I, I, want to, I want to help support the show. Like, and I, I got a little product I want to get out there. What, what, you know, what, what are you doing for sponsorships? That sort of thing. What are you guys charging? Look, we're gonna, we're gonna make it happen for those who I, I, I used to be a big media guy, ba da 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 da, and then you lose that. And then you get and you feel like small potatoes again. And I tell you, I I understand how people building businesses feel now. I've never had to build a business before. I've never had to. This is all new. It's certainly new to me and Jillian. And um, I tell you, it makes me so appreciate someone who has gone out on their own and tried to build something of their own, try to make something on their own. It is, it's its the entrepreneurial spirit is a special spirit. It really is. I got an awful lot of respect, awful lot of respect for those who are trying to do it on their own. I truly do. So if we can make it fit and we can make it work, we will. How about that? It's the least I can do for my loyal listeners, people who want to support me. It means the world. Danny GTV got paid today, and so did Daddy. Thank you very much. That's a 12-spotter right there. I like that. Nice roll in a dozen, baby. There you go. This is it. This is your last appearance, Full Jeff. Damon channeling his inner loony, sick or not, trying to bring the energy needed. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Everyone hit that like button. Everyone get that in. I mean, get in there right now. Hit that like button on your way out. Do it. Do it once. Do it twice. Do it three times. I'd really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much for doing any of that. Thanks to all of you for being here. Michelle Haberman, Mint Juleps, you know it. Black and Whiskey on Tap tomorrow. Support the sponsors. Support those who are supporting your boy. And I want to reach out and support you. We'll all support each other. Hey, I tell you what. Let's all get famous together. Let's all get successful together. All of us, the whole plus army, let's all do it together. When I was at my lowest, when I was down and out, you guys grabbed my hand and you pulled me up. Anyone who I can help you, pull you up, give you some exposure, I will do it. Your your little business means as much to me as it does to you. I'm building my little business, you're building your little business, let's help them build them all together. I love it. I love it. Look at this guy. Talk about love. My two radio best friends in the world. Tommy Ackerman is doing Cardinals games this weekend. Jason McBride would tell you all the millions of stories that I told him about Tom Ackerman and the kind of guy he is. And here's McBride, who left radio to literally go back to Denver and change kids' lives one at a time. This guy is incredible. He's had magazine, uh, New York Times articles written about him. Jason McBride is one of the most philanthropic, big-hearted, beautiful people in the world. I love you. Talk about my brother's. The brothers I never had, Tom Ackerman and Jason McBride, love those guys. We all need to get together and put one up in the air. You're all fantastic. You truly are. Look at us. We're going an hour today. Had an extra long, super juicy Warrior recap for you, and this has been an awful lot of fun. Thank you so much for tuning in. It means the world. I believe we have just put week six of the plus in the books. Time flies when you're having some fun. You're also a little scared as hell doing it all, but it is exhilarating, that is for sure. Thank you so much for tuning in. It means the world, and you don't have to go home, boys and girls, but you can't stay here.